0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast by Providence Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Last week, we started a series on the solas, or the alones, the five alones that came out of the Reformation movement. Um, and we had Eric Raymond with us, which is really awesome, and just a fantastic listen. Um If you want to go back and listen to that, you can, Um, where we talked about scripture alone. And this week, we're going to be talking about faith alone, uh, or what that looks like and why that was a piece of the Reformation movement. And in particular, what that means for us today um, as modern Christians. And this week, uh, we have an author named Anne Baker or Backer?
1: It's Baker. It's Baker. Okay. Spelled backer.
0: <laughs> and you might recognize Anne from Sunday at Providence. If you attend Providence, she's one of our scripture readers. Um, and she does a great job at that. But in, in addition to that, she's actually um, a very talented writer. And about uh, a month ago, I asked her to write this piece on faith alone. Um, and early in that journey, she did not squander her time at all. I remember you sent me an email with a list of questions, Anne. Um about just what is faith alone? And how do I, you know, uh, I guess think about this? Um, So you did not squander your time in regards, but you actually spent a lot of time researching and studying. What was that process like for you?
1: Well, when I started, the beginning of that journey was that I knew what faith was. Um, I, like many people, I've been a Christian for a couple decades. And so I figured I knew what faith meant. And I knew from Sunday school that that justification or salvation, I mean, it's, it's through faith and it's not by all these other things. But the concept of sola fide, I had never actually heard sola fide. I'd never heard about the solas. And so I just started there and just started researching. And when you research that, especially when you're on the internet, um, there's all different viewpoints. I mean, there's people who believe in that and then the people who argue sola fide or that faith alone, um, that concept, hmm. um, they are passionate about why it is not by faith alone. And they they can pull out um, really just one verse I saw. They can pull out a verse, the verse they use, James 2.24, that justification is by works and not faith alone. And that can be really confusing. And so I had to start there and then go backwards and just... Um, I just searched the Bible. I spent a lot of times in Rome in Romans. I went through the whole book of Romans, just seeing what does Romans particularly say about faith. Wow! So what does Paul say about faith there? Yeah. And then as I kept getting stuck, I kept texting Andrew, Pastor Andrew Rutten, and he would he would send information back. And so I just encourage anyone who is struggling with a concept with something in the Bible. Um, or just an idea first of all go to scripture and see what god says about the truth and then if that's confusing if your eyes aren't open to what it's saying definitely Mm. reach out to a pastor because that really helped they've studied it they have studied it in its original language so him being able to see this is why paul is arguing um, this is what he's saying about faith alone yeah that was really helpful
0: yeah for sure yeah that's an incredible story. Also, I forgot to introduce Andrew McGill, who's also here. Hello, everybody. You're just the guy that always just gets forgotten. I'm so sorry <laughs> no, that's, okay. no, that's that's how it should be um but Andrew, in your like mind, so you spend a lot of time preparing for sermons and stuff um mm-hmm. so yeah, like what can you add anything to that sort of false dichotomy
2: we create between faith and work uh yeah it's uh it's it's something that we functionally live out uh as as far as we we i i don't I don't know if people would say that they actually believe that you are saved by works but we often live out that we uh think that we're saved by works and and we get into this type of weird funky uh lifestyle where you feel like if you do the right things then you'll be rewarded by God and if you do mm. the bad things then you'll be punished by God and uh, but, and just like you said, growing up, people know or hear at least that justification comes through Christ and through faith. And, uh, it has nothing to do with your works and all this sort of stuff. But then, you know, you do something where, uh, it, it goes against what scripture says. And then you go, oh man, I'm going to be punished by God. And so, um, at least from a, a preaching standpoint, it's, trying to dispel some of those things and some of those areas that are common amongst us Mm -hmm. uh to to just go no believe in christ and and have faith in him alone Hmm. so
1: and i think because it's so in our our nature and in the world that everything is measured by what we do and how we accomplish things i think that if you're away from scripture a lot it's easy just to buy into that and to believe that and that's your basis for thinking that we have to earn Things in God's eyes. It's Mm. just because we have to everywhere else in the world. I mean, we do with our job, we do with everything. And so it's really good to go back to scripture and Mm. see. And that's the one thing I saw as I studied this for three weeks straight. I saw again and again um, the authors were clear that God is saying we don't have to earn that. I mean, that's the greatest thing that it is through faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah,
0: that's good. so I know that uh, one of the things you really wrestled with, and there was a moment, I don't know if you want to sh- talk about it, but um, you, when we were talking, you said you kind of went, like, full circle. Like, you just had this internal struggle, and then you told me about a conversation with your son. Um, so what was it like to sort of go, like, full circle, sort of faith alone, and then you are looking at James, and you're like, but the Bible says works, and then you kind of came back around. Like, what was that like?
1: Well, I think it's great because it's— it's one thing to just believe something because Jared or Andrew is saying it up there in front of church mm-hmm. week after week. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to just take that and believe it. And then it's another to really study it for yourself and yeah. then for God to show you that truth, to speak that truth to you. And then you know why you believe it. Yeah. So when I started with the, those verses, specifically James two twenty four, 24, I. I guess it just threw me for a loop and I've had that happen a few times where you study something and you learn a new truth about God or you or you read something and you're just like wow I didn't know that and so it would be easy to just push back and let I think that's the time when Satan just comes in and lets doubts it just lets that um, overtake you Mm, and so instead of just sitting back and saying and wrestling with that on my own like I just really leaned in and and dove into the scripture and so that's when I, um, well, first I was on the internet and I was seeing like, what different people think about that? And, but that gets confusing. And even the people that, um, within our denomination, within CMA, I was reading stuff by them and I thought, okay, well, this is good, but I was still very convicted. Like, I need to go to the Bible. And for yeah. some reason, it was easier to read what was on the internet because they just sum it up so nicely for me. They, <laughs> they, they got provide the those illustrations. And yeah, the headings. yeah. Yes. They do all the thinking for
2: you. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. what I liked.
1: But I just I felt convicted inside. Like yeah. I need to get to the Bible. So then I opened it up to Romans, and that's when I started going through Romans one, and I went all the way through, just looking at what does it say about faith. Yeah. And so by the end of those couple weeks, and then having a lot of conversations with people, asking them what do you believe. Mm what does that look like it just really helped me shape and form what I believe and so it was interesting you mentioned my son my son goes to a Catholic school so he is um, taught about God all the time on a daily basis which is awesome but he mentioned something about um, having to work really hard I don't know if he meant for salvation but just having to work hard for God or like in God's eyes and so I was able to stop and be like well actually I, I i've just been studying this like i was just upstairs reading all these bible verses so i was able to open my bible mm. and show him had i not been studying that i would have given him like a sunday school answer something that i had learned but then i was able to show him this is exactly what god says so you don't have to take my word for it you can go right to the bible and you can see this is what god is saying and so it felt so good to encourage him and in that moment i felt like you asking me to write this article was all so that it was it was really about my growth, which is awesome and selfish, but I mean, <laughs> I felt like I grew so much learning about faith. Yeah, through this.
0: that's super good. Um, yeah, and what an amazing testimony. It's almost like providential that like all those things aligned and you were able to speak truth in your son's life. Um, so in your article, you, you laid out this definition of faith, and I thought it was really, really uh, well written. You said faith is simple in that it is belief. But it is a belief grounded in certainty and conviction. And I love that definition because it calls us to realize the magnitude of what we place our faith in. And I think you pulled that from Hebrews uh, eleven one, which is now faith is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Would you walk us through, like, those thoughts and, like, why you wrote it that way?
1: Sure. I think I just wanted to get across that that faith is different than what we take faith sometimes to be um i mentioned in the article having faith in what my son can do Mm. or if you're in a relationship you have faith that your your boyfriend or girlfriend that they're not going to hurt you i mean we have faith in these things because of (coughs) what they do and Mm. um, but it's not quite like biblical faith because biblical faith is not just i hope it's I have hope mm-hmm. because I know with certainty because I know that that God delivers on his promises he has and he is and he will.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's it's almost like uh we we throw around the word hope now like oh I hope that I pass my test. Oh, I hope this or I hope my car doesn't run out of gas, but in uh in the context of the Bible our hope is actually anchored in a confident expectation, uh, of God and, and his promise. It's not, uh, something that is so in the future that you actually wish would happen, but it's actually something that is very sure and very concrete. And that's, that's what I love about your definition, uh, because it's grounded in certainty and conviction. I love those two words, uh, as, yeah the, the the alliteration is first first <laughs> off really really great but uh it, it's a belief that is grounded in certainty and conviction and uh it's also been proven i yeah i love it i love your definition it was great yeah
1: yeah well i love what hebrews eleven one says the assurance of things hoped for we don't have a lot of assurance in this life and that's hard for everybody we want assurance and so to know and I think that's why maybe it's hard to believe that there is an assurance out there. And um, so that faith is the assurance of what we hope for. We can just rest easy. Mm. Like, we just know. And that's where it's it's simple. I mean, mm. faith is just believing and knowing with all your heart. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's super good. Um, so as with anything in life, it's often important to ask the, so what or why should I care? Type of question. Even so, with faith. Um, So, I guess I'll just throw this out. Whoever wants to go for it. Um, Why? Why should we care that we're saved by faith? Like, why is that good news? Why does that matter?
2: Um, Can I tack a word onto your question? Uh, Why should we care that we're saved by faith alone? Uh, Why is why is it that faith is the sole basis upon our salvation or for which our our salvation uh, lies Why isn't it faith and works? Why isn't it faith and something else? Uh, Why is it so important that it is we are saved by faith and faith alone? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: That was my way of getting out of answering the (laughs) question, so
1: (laughs) So you gave another question. I like that question Um, so To me, what I really loved, and I wrote this in the article, I wrote a few different reasons why faith, or faith alone, is so important. But I think the main one is that it points back to God. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't even a point I was trying to make, or knew I was going to make in the article. And then, as I was doing all my research, and as I was reading the Bible, it really was clear to me that, I mean, if it had anything to do with our works, if it had to do with, as long as I did a little bit of this, or I was participating in church, or doing this, then that really takes the glory away from God. I Mm. mean, it's so great that it just points back to the creator because it's by faith alone. Mm. It is all from God. It's a gift from God. It's nothing we can do. All we do is believe. And so I think it's just such a a great way to bring glory to God.
2: Yeah, Yeah. That's really, really good. Uh, Along that same vein, I I think another uh, facet of being saved through faith alone uh and, and and it not being in our works uh if it's not in our works then it is fully in the work of God mm-hmm. and um I was once told uh, told this by a, a preacher but he essentially said something along the lines of uh you can't lose something you never had in the first place uh and he was talking about salvation, and the question came up Can you lose your salvation? And he goes, Well, did you earn it? And the rhetorical question is answered with, Well, of course I didn't earn it. Then he goes, Then you can't lose it because hmm. yeah. it was never in your possession. It was always wrapped up in the uh, personal work of Jesus. Yeah. And so uh, I think uh, another reason that we should care that we're saved by faith and faith alone is the assurance of salvation in in our definition we have Mm -hmm. the assurance of things hoped for right and so being saved by faith alone means that you are saved in the person and work of jesus and it's not a oh i i wish that he would keep me Mm. no we can have a confident expectation or uh we we can have a belief that is grounded in certainty and conviction because Mm. God himself is the one who has saved us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so.
0: I think that's a super fine nuance, right? Like, that's just super good. Like, mm. um, oftentimes I feel like we can put our faith in the strength of our faith. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can, um, you know, try to hold on to this, like, yeah, like you said, like, try to hold on to our salvation when it was never ours to begin with. Right. You yeah. know. And that's like the beauty of it—the simplicity. Um, oh, Andy, do you have anything you want to add to that? <laughs> it's okay if not.
1: I think I'm good. <laughs> you now we we touched on so many good points. I forgot the question.
0: I know it's super hard. Um, so, how are we? I guess prone to get this wrong. So, I just mentioned like faith. Like we put our faith in our. You know how are we? How do we sort of almost like sidestep? Christ's work in our modern church culture? Or have you seen this in your own life? How have you tried to sidestep Christ's work?
1: Well, like I said, I think it's just in our nature. And the world is set up that way. Culture is set up that way to be, what have you achieved? What have you done? And then it's our sinful nature to want to get the glory for things, Mm. to want to get the credit. And so we can miss that it is that simple. I don't know why that is I mean it's it's easy to walk in these doors and think that we need to do a little bit more when you walk in the doors of church and to think maybe I need to do a little bit more I mean look at all these good people around here look at all that good stuff the pastor is saying and how we need to be like Jesus and it's easy to think I need to do a little bit more or be a little better to even achieve this even though it fully contradicts what God is saying Mm. just because of Everything that we're ingrained with since we're born in our culture. Mm-hmm. It says we have to do something and so I think it's it's just easy to miss because of sinful nature mm, yeah. and we need to just remind ourselves and I think that's why these verses are so powerful when it says you are saved by grace alone And it uses the word gift a few times in Scripture So it is a gift of God and so receive it like that and just know that we are We are saved by faith alone.
2: Mm that's really good. Yeah.
0: Ah, so liberating. It
2: is. I think, uh, one of the, the ways that I'm prone to forget that it's faith alone is I suffer from what I call nice guy syndrome. And yeah. that <laughs> I want everybody to think that I am the nice guy. And, and I feed off of this, um, this inherent desire to be accepted. And I'm misplace, uh, my my faith or, or, or my desires in this acceptance of other people uh, instead of acceptance by God through faith. And so what I end up doing is I end up bending over backwards to try and please every single person that I meet so that they will like me and think that I'm a good guy mm. uh, and not even think twice about what God might think about me. And... So it's, it's not necessarily me rebelling against, oh, I am accepted, I am justified through faith in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't even think about it. And and so it's, it's not even in my decision-making process. But when I do think about it, when I do uh, actually contemplate being saved through faith alone, that changes everything in how I live my life. It, it changes how I... View another person. It, I'm not trying to get their acceptance. It doesn't mean that I'm a jerk by any means, but it's I'm I'm not trying or living on the acceptance of others. And so, oh, I, th- I think it's uh, the great theologian Stephen Curry uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Well, he's
0: a football player, right?
2: Uh, yes, he's <laughs> a yeah. Uh, and and it's it's actually a very 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 common saying. But uh, he says if you live for the acceptance of others or for the praise of others, you will die when you don't get it or when, you, or when they criticize you. And so uh, that's really how I ended up living my life. Mm-hmm. And where my heart tends to run to is, is the acceptance of others. And when I don't get it, I'm crushed. Or if I'm trying to live for the acceptance of my wife and we're just missing or something like that, then I'm crushed. But if I understand that I'm justified by faith alone in Christ, that's a different ballgame I'm playing in. So mm. that's where I'm at.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm. That's good.
0: Yeah, I know I can, dude. Totally. And I think
1: just to keep reminding ourselves of this and what God says about faith alone, I mean, we just have to go back to to stories in the Bible and see what He see see what He says, like with Abraham. Um, The neat thing about the story of Abraham is that God told him these promises. He told him what was going to happen, and Abraham believed. And in that instant, God counted it as righteousness. Mm. So he saw that as righteous just by believing. And we know great things about Abraham. He ended up... um, he had faith he brought isaac his son up to the altar was about to sacrifice him right before god stepped in so we think man he was full of faith and and because he did all these things god saw him as great but it was actually god counted it as righteous righteousness before any of those things even happened before abraham took those steps and it was all first his faith because Mm. he had faith and then his his works his actions poured out of that
0: yeah Oh, that's so good. Um, that is very good. And I guess to s- sort of make a full circle, right? Um, so the book of James is actually in the Bible. It is. It's not like not in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that is what I found f- out in that's my a research. fact. If you go to any Bible, you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so in your article, Anne, you talk about how faith alone is never alone. And you sort of just mentioned it right now. Um, and that there are two kinds of faith, living and dead. Would you elaborate uh, for us exactly sort of what that difference is between a living faith and a dead faith?
1: Sure. So I, th- the more I read about it, um, living faith is just what it sounds like. It is active. It's producing. So um, you can think about it like a plant or a flower. It's it's If it's alive, it's going to be growing, bearing fruit. And so same with our faith, when we have a living faith, when it's not just a head knowledge, but when it's in our heart, we become changed people and we are growing because of it. So our faith, um, grows us. We grow spiritual fruit. We bear spiritual fruit. We become kind, generous, compassionate, not all the time, but it's just a change and a work in us. And then because of our faith, because of our just love and desire for God, we want to do things that spurs on works or actions we want to obey God we have this desire to do things for him and so that would be living faith and dead faith which when I was reading in scripture about it in James 2:19, it mentions that even demons have faith and mm-hmm. that's dead faith that James is talking about I mean even the demons can have faith but it's not a saving faith it's it is just a head knowledge it is um, yes there is a God and I I do believe that but it's not changing anything in you it's not in your heart Mm. that's how I take it
2: and it's kind of scary that there is a demonic level of faith I agree because I think in our midwestern culture it's it's kind of hard to find somebody who doesn't have a concept of of God or of Jesus they it is increasing most certainly but uh i would as i work on college campuses it is very rare that i find anybody who has zero concept about god or jesus which means that they are exercising some level of faith and it's not even as good as the demons that's that's like that's really scary
1: mhm um, so I, I, think of the verse Romans ten nine, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. So you confess, you have that faith. Um, but it's also what's in your heart for mm-hmm. with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. And so it was good, a good check for me. I just stopped and I, I sat back and I thought, I thought about my own faith. I mean is my faith living and of course right away I want to say yep okay and then move (laughs) on but let's stop and think am I a changed person what does my life look like does my life look different that I have Jesus in it different than someone who does not and you know sometimes it doesn't and I definitely go through times in my life where it could be like weeks or months stretch and I'm probably not living for God and that is kind of a scary Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. because this is a serious issue. I mean, we're we're talking about salvation, life and death, and so I want my faith to be real. I want, I want my faith to be real, and so I need to examine my actions. Am yeah. I a changed person? Am I acting the same hateful way towards people in my life? Well, if so, then I need to check myself. You know.
2: Right, that's really good. Uh, in Second Corinthians, chapter five. Uh, particularly in verse seven, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And Paul's talking about how if we're living in this body, that means that we are not fully in the presence of, of the glory of the Lord. And until we are, we walk by faith and not by sight. And so as long as we're on this side of eternity, it says that we're supposed to walk by faith. Uh, but I I was just talking with my wife about this last night and I find myself not walking by faith most of the time. I, I find myself looking, okay, what is the next logical move? What is the next thing I'm supposed to do? Uh, what makes sense? And very rarely is my first thought, God, where, would, where might you be asking me to step out in faith? And uh, so I love that, that challenge to really examine our hearts and say, are we actually walking by faith? Or are we just trying to operate out of what we are seeing or what it might be? And I think mm-hmm. most of the time the Lord does actually combine those two things and allows us to see what we are supposed to walk in through faith. And so, um, yeah, I like, I like that challenge to really examine our faith,
1: mm-hmm.
2: really examine our hearts. Yeah.
1: And just going back to James... So to kind of close that out or come full circle, the living faith and the dead faith, Mm -hmm. um, if that is a verse you come across, James 2.24, and if that is troubling to you, especially people who are critics or arguing sola fide, is it by faith alone? Um, James 2.24, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Well, it's hard to just take one verse and then base your theology off of that. And so... um, when you read all the way through scripture you see that God is clear that it is by faith alone and the works that James is talking about here is what we are just saying with living faith and dead faith so your faith should be producing um, some kind of action not because God says it should be this way but just because it's the obvious result of living faith it just it's the evidence the works are the evidence of our faith, and that is what James is arguing here. And people sometimes say that critics say that uh, Paul saying that faith is, um, but that it's by faith alone, is differing from James here. But they're actually not going toe to toe. This is something David Platt, the author mm. and pastor, he said they're not going toe to toe here. They're actually standing back to back, and they're arguing the same point but to different audiences. Mm. And so James is just. Um, he's warning Christians about this dead faith. So just by looking at your works, is there works, are there actions Mm -hmm. to show, to be evidence of that faith?
2: Yeah, that's really, I like that picture. They're not going toe-to-toe, they're going Mm back-to-back. I like that. That is good. I'm going to steal that. (laughs) Go for (laughs) it.
1: Just give credit to David Platt.
2: David Platt, all right. No, that's very good. And what a helpful way to understand uh, something that does drive a sharp division between uh, Christianity, whether it be yes. Roman Catholics and and, and Protestants, uh, and that is that is like at one of the cores of the Reformation is is that process by which we are justified. And um, yeah, I really really appreciate how you did that, how you kind of succinctly that into a framework in which we might be able to understand it a little better so thank you for doing that i'm
1: sure people are still wondering about that as martin luther did and and that really bothered him as he read scripture and realized that it is not by our works it Mm. is by faith alone and then yes out of this came the reformation and and so it's good just to go back to scripture and to study that and see that it is consistent through scripture that it is by our faith alone Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah that's really good yeah well,
0: thank you so much. And I really appreciate all the time you put into this and just, you know, um, being willing to be on a podcast. I know it can feel kind of intimidating or whatever, <laughs> but thank you. Especially so much. Especially with you guys, no. <laughs> it was no, my no, no. pleasure. It was my pleasure. Yeah. And, um, for us Providence, uh, would we, uh, this Easter season, as we ramp up, I guess, reconsider, um, our faith and what we truly have it placed in. Um, And is it alone? Is it uh, solely in Christ and his spirit? Um, Or are there some sort of niggling idols that we've added to it? Um, And if so, would we ask God to come and to help us to believe in Christ's full work for us, the assurance of things hoped for? Um, So let me pray for us. And yeah, would God give us uh, faith in Christ alone? Lord, we uh, confess our dependence on you. Um, It is through the work of Christ alone that we can ever know you, Lord. Um, Would you prevent us? Would you help us not to add anything to that, Lord? And would you expose the things that we have already added to that? And at the end of the day, would you call us back to yourself and remind us that that faith is still um, there for us to hold on to um, through the work of Christ, through the assurance of our pardon, Lord, would you do this in us, in your holy name? Amen.